We are live, buddy. How you doing? How are you? How are you, Stan? I'm living the dream as always. How about you? I'm great. I'm uh, I'm still in Miami. I came for Bitcoin Miami and uh, haven't left. I love it, Mister Miami. Tell me about Bitcoin <laughs> Miami. I'm jealous. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, Bitcoin Miami was hot. There was uh, you know hot not only just because of what's happening in the Bitcoin and crypto world, but hot as in heat. It's really hot out here. Uh, we had 40,000 people coming on Miami to talk crypto, to talk Bitcoin. I don't know anyone who actually went to the conference. There were hundreds of events happening around the conference. I went deep into the, all the NFT related events, saw some uh, incredible stuff, met some great people, got myself a non-fungible human hat uh, and really had a good time. We went to some galleries, saw some new up and coming art. Um, I saw how uh, new NFTs are going to be displayed with some 8K digital screens that look almost identical to what your artwork would look like on the wall. We had some meetups with some collectors, went into some Zedrun talks, and really everything and anything related to NFTs was happening at Bitcoin Miami. It was great. I love it. I heard that Zedrun was the talk of the town. Virtual horses all over Miami, everyone talking Zed Run, talking about the latest drop that's about to happen. I went to one of the talks with the founders of Zed Run and some of their collectors. Must have been 200 people in the room. Uh, big for a side event, still small in the global scheme of what's happening in the world. So there's still maybe some good opportunities in the Zed Run community. And we can talk more about that in one of our shows. Yes. And there is a Zed Run drop happening tonight so if you're seeing this live make sure to check out the drop happening tonight but we'll talk about that a little bit later so let's do a quick recap of what has happened in the last week since we last saw each other what are the hottest most interesting things that happened um first from what i saw was the mayweather logan paul fight which was definitely a show but to me the most interesting thing about it is that logan paul was wearing a one million dollar charizard or at least he claims it's a million dollar charizard um i believe the value is about somewhere between the four or five hundred thousand dollar range but since he wore it to the fight the talk is is now the card worth a million dollars um, Hold on, what, what is a Charizard? A Pokemon, man, come on. Pokemon. <laughs> the Pokemon card. A Pokemon card. And a BGS 10. Uh, there's only three in the world. Um, and, you know, Logan Paul just put the value of a million dollars on the card. And honestly, I think he's underbidding it because this is the most interesting thing about, you know, this whole collectible space, right? The value is based on rarity, uh, based on quality, and based on the story, right? So Logan Paul right now just just created his own market by, by wearing the fight in front of millions and millions and millions of people. And, you know, even though some collectors will say that card is only worth about half a million dollars, you know, he has diamonds around it. I don't know. It's pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. I, I, I heard his interview and he was saying that since he bought the card, his luck has turned and everything good in his life has happened because of it. 
So he's also bringing some mysticism into the card that, you know, the holder of this card has their fortunes turned as soon as they uh, acquire it. So that's going into the story as well, uh, which is pretty interesting. No, absolutely. And some other big news in the card world, uh, Brady broke the record. Uh, Tom Brady, GOAT, I hate to say it because he used to beat my Jets up all the time, but he is the GOAT, I have to admit it. Um, his card sold for over $3 million, $3.1 million. It's the world record for the highest football card ever sold. Uh, to me, the most interesting part about this card is that he came out with a tweet afterwards saying, well, my card is up value and I have to continue to perform and be the greatest of all time. And that is why we love collectibles, right? That, you know, people are collecting Tom Brady and Tom Brady's getting behind the product and self-promoting it, right? He's saying, I have to play better so I can continue to drive value up that price. And I think whoever bought that card says, wow, I made the right decision right now by purchasing that card. Um, I backed the right goat. I backed the right goat. And, you know, and that's why he's a goat, right? He has that personality. He's engaging with the community. Um, I think that's a pretty big deal. Pretty big deal. Um, what else we got on our agenda right there? I mean, it's crazy to think that this has just been a week, but other news we had so rare raising $400 million at a $3.6 billion evaluation uh, from SoftBank and Bessemer included in that round. raised 10 times the amount they raised earlier this year, which really just shows the appetite for this NFT marketplace and these NFT exchanges, if you want to call them that, um, and how early it is in the industry, but also how big the potential is of this industry. That's a big number, $400 million at a $3.6 billion valuation by some of the biggest names in the industry coming into that so rare round, um, which is pretty exciting. Yeah. I, when I saw that, I, I, I think I, I, I shared that screenshot with you. And, you know, it to some people, it's like $400 million, right? Like you look at the medical space and things like that. It's 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 a you know drop in the bucket, but for the NFT world, it's it's insane, right? It's it's a it's a legit legit number. There's legit legit players in the space, um, and and one of those legit players is Mike Novogratz, who's a big crypto guy, billionaire. My excitement is now he's in the card space, right? And he bought a gold refractor LeBron James which is considered one of the, you know, LeBron James is one of those goats and this card is extremely rare. Uh, there's only a few of them in the world. They only printed 10 to begin with. Um, he definitely dropped a few dollars for them for that card. Obviously it's not a big number for him, uh, but it, it legitimizes the space, right? It legitimizes the space. And I love, to me, the favorite, my favorite part is, the crypto and the card community and the NFT guys are going back and forth. Uh, and, and, and it kind of brings it full circle, right? Like here we are, you know, the collector and, 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 and the NFT guy, we're here together doing this show live. And now we have, you know, somebody that's a big player in the space, a billionaire who's, who's buying cards. I, I, I love seeing that. that. That definitely got me excited. 
Um, and that was the inspiration for Goats in the Metaverse, seeing how these two worlds are going to collide. And we're seeing it play out in real time from a crypto OG going into the card world. And we've seen card world uh, card collectors going into the crypto world. And these two metaverses starting to collide. Uh, and I think we're going to see a lot more of that happening. And uh, we're going to cover it for you here on Goats in the Metaverse. Yeah, we're going to take over the world. One episode at a time. Love it. Uh, other things that happened this week, we saw today, actually, a pretty monumental sale. One of the nine alien crypto punks, uh, the only one with a mask, sold today for $11.75 million. Now, I think we're just throwing out these numbers as if they're like, you know, I'm going to put 20 bucks on a meal. We spoke about a card selling for $3.6 million, uh, $3 million. We've spoken about $400 million being raised. We're speaking about an NFT now selling for $11.75 million. These numbers are a little bit crazy to hear. So what's actually going on over here where a 24 by 24 pixel art is selling for north of $10 million? Now, I think what we're talking about here is the ownership of a cultural moment. COVID is that moment that has taken the world by storm. It's a moment that's much longer than any of us had ever originally anticipated. The symbol of that is the mask, a contentious item in some parts of the world. And here we have it on an alien punk, one of nine punks, but the only one with a mask. And the person who's placing a bet on this cultural moment is saying this is going to be the symbol of this point in time in 20 years time, in 50 years time. When we're in the metaverse and people are looking at this moment, they're going to say that was the time when COVID shook the world, and that's why it's worth $11.75 million today. Two quick points. One, did, yep. did, did CryptoPunks predict COVID? Is, is that why they had the mask? Is, is that what we're talking about? A little conspiracy theory going on over there. Uh, but I think the most important, two more, more important points. One, they paid $1,600 for this in 2017, right? Boyers. I, I, I can't, I can't, my mind doesn't work that well trying to figure out the ROI on that, but that is a significant return on investment. Um, and look, let's be honest, you know, the, whoever sold this is saying they're a genius for buying it at 1646. And they are a genius because they got in real, real early. There is a little bit of luck involved, but you know, I, we believe in this long-term. So it, it's, it's a, it's a great moment and for our history. But, but I think also one other thing you could see right here on the screen is Sotheby's established in 1744. They were the auction house who sold this, right? And that to me brings a massive amount of credibility to this space, right? You're talking about somebody that's so ancient, right? A, a pillar in the art community betting on the NFT space. Right, they're 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 betting on it. They believe in this space. They believe in digital art, and here's a clear, concise, you know, point that they're making. Um, I love it. I mean, I think it's I think it's amazing. I think it's amazing that it happened today. It literally happened, you know, an hour or two before we we went live, and and I'm glad that we were able to kind of include it uh, and share it with you guys. And you know, I I. Some of the other things that we're seeing in the NFT space, we're talking about Board Ape Yacht Club um, that's continuing to rise. Uh, we're seeing 
celebrities get into the space. Um, what are what are your thoughts on boarding Yacht Club? What, what what do you think is happening there? How do you how do you feel about this? Well, maybe before we go into you know how I feel about it, let's give a little preamble to what Board Ape Yacht Club is. Uh, similar to CryptoPunks, there's 10,000 of them. Uh, and what they are is non-fungible tokens, 10,000 unique apes, all with different attributes, uh, all with different design. And I actually quite like the aesthetics of uh, a Board Ape. Uh, some cool. people who see CryptoPunks look at it and say, that doesn't look like art. Some people love them. But I think the board apes themselves are very well executed on the design side of things. Uh, and what's interesting about the board apes is that the owner of the NFT gets full commercial rights to the NFT uh, and to the design. So they can print merch. They can use that ape um, for whatever purpose they see fit, which is unique in the NFT space and uh, one of the first. Uh, and anyone who holds uh, the uh, board ape NFT gets access to their membership club. Uh, like a yacht club, you get access to their membership club. So now they're giving this additional value that you can be part of this community by holding the NFT, which is pretty interesting. But what we've seen in the last week or so is we've seen board apes continue to rise in their popularity. There's some uh, OGs entering the space. There's some celebs entering the space. And we've seen the floor price of board apes continue to rise. Uh, they had a merch drop happened last week, which sold out in six minutes, 520 items sold out in six minutes. We had um, NFT influencers uh, and whale dingling post in Discord that he's going to buy up all the apes in the secondary market and he's going to get the uh, price up to 0.5 ETH. That started a frenzy of ape buying and influencers in the space tweeting and you had famous digital artists, people tweeting about it and creating an artwork about it, which you know, continued to drive up the price of bored apes. Uh, and then we saw an, an ape sell for an all-time high of 49.99 ETH or $120,000 or now $132,000 uh, at that point in time, which was the trippy bored ape. I think it's pretty cool. It is pretty trippy. Uh, but a, a, a pretty rare ape. Uh, and that started to see the price of these apes, the floor price, go from 0.4 ETH to 1 ETH. Uh, we saw it be the number one selling NFT project in terms of total USD sales volume over a 24-hour period, um, which is an incredible feat for a new project that has only been in the market now for, I think, about two months since its launch. Wow. Uh, and then we saw some uh, new celebs coming into it. Lamella Ball and other celeb aped in uh, and uh, spoke about it in the Discord group. So here's Lamella Ball saying, this is my ape, y'all. Um, right. NBA. Yeah, I was just going to say, I, I think uh, Lamella Ball, who, who's probably going to win Rookie of the Year this year, he's an NBA basketball player. Jumping in there and talking in the Discord group, I believe he was in there for about three hours. Uh, engaging with everybody, and 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 that that's something you know. That's how you build a community, right? You're having influencers. You're having these guys who are coming in. Obviously, them saying, "Hey, I'm buying these apes," and it, it's going to continue to build up the value. But they're they're part of this community, right? They're 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 becoming a part of it. Um, you know, you have you have these guys who have a lot of world, uh, a lot of love in the community. 
you know, you have Cardi, who's who's a rapper, who's talking about it. Um, you have Playboy Cardi. Um, you have Josh Hart, who's another NBA basketball player. You have Gary B, who's you know who has his own NFT, which is the second hottest NFT in the space right now. V Friends jumping in the Discord group for Bored Apes, talking about how he believes in this community. I mean, those are the things that I believe are going to continue to happen. Um, the best tweet I've seen so far has been somebody saying, hey, we should have Bored Apes, uh, Bored Ape and Zed Run partner up and do a collab where, where Bored Apes should ride the Zed Run horses. And I'm like, holy shit, that is unbelievable. That would be epic. But in this digital world in the metaverse this could happen right this is this is not something that's unheard of it could absolutely happen and you know now living in this community i'm like how do we make it happen who do we have to talk to right do we have to sign a petition which discord group are we jumping into to actually make this happen but the communities are the ones that could drive this right they're the ones that are getting behind it they're the ones that are moving this and they're the ones that are actually not a, I don't want to say they're controlling the product, but they're 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 curating it, right? They're the ones that that if if, if you do something wrong as the founders, the community's going to let you know about it. Uh, they're going to push back, right? They're not going to continue to build and promote and help this these products grow. And I think that's that's extremely interesting, and I love every moment of it. And I know as marketers of you know CMOs of Fortune 500 brands right now, they should really take a page out of out of out of the book of of you know NFT of some of these NFTs and, and figure out how to grow you know Discord groups where you could actually talk about products and and and, and have these communities continue to kind of rise and, and, and showcase and and get feedback right because you know when you're getting the feedback in, in board apes the owners actually you know take advantage of that and. And utilize it and, and, and actually listen to the changes that, that the community asks for. So I think that's you know, what you're saying is this is the difference of what NFTs do of being a consumer versus an owner. These communities are engaged because they're owners of the asset, they're the owners of the NFT, they're owner of the potential viability of this potential asset and community in the long run. So they have a, they have an interest in making sure that this is successful. They have an interest in every decision that is being made. This isn't just something that they're being, you know, um, broadcasted to and saying, you should buy this and you should own this and you should do this and you should like it. They're saying, well, this is something I own and I'm part of. I'm one of 10,000 of these board apes or I own 10 or 50 or I have many of these. And I want to be an active participant in how this community shapes out. I want to be an active participant in what this stands for, what are the things we can do, who are the cool people that we're going to bring into the community uh, and make that grow organically. And that's very hard to replicate. And Board Apes are starting to show that they are building an early, vibrant, strong, influential community and could be the project we just spoke earlier about a crypto punk selling for $11 million are these the new crypto punks are these the new community that will become an OG in the years to come? That is the question, obviously, on everyone's mind. We're seeing that frenzy or we're seeing that um, 
uptick in the price of apes going from you know four price of 0.4 ETH to 1.9 ETH today. And that's because of all these people that are starting to say, this is a legit community. This is a place that you wanna be. And this is a member base that is going to be influential in the NFT space. So, you know, start becoming a part of it and buying up some apes. And one last thing I wanna, I wanna mention before we move on. I think the transparency of NFTs, right? I, I think the fact that, you know, you could go and actually be able to pull some of this data, pull some of these analytics. Obviously, investors are going to start coming in and really analyzing this data and figuring out ways that they could make money off this, right? And obviously, we're seeing it happen day in, day out. But I'm talking about people that don't even know what an NFT is, right? The, 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 the transparency is there. So you're able to come in and analyze data and really be able to understand, well, how big are these markets? What do these markets stand compared to other NFTs? And, and what, are, what are the opportunities to lie there for, for me as an investor? Um, it's, it's extremely interesting. And I think there's so much there. And you know, in future shows, we'll, we'll go deeper into data on, on, on different types of NFTs and just data in general. Um, but I'm personally, you know, somebody that likes to look at data like this as a snapshot. I, I don't, my mind, unfortunately, doesn't, is not data oriented, right? I, I'm more of a gut guy, but, but people that are really obsessed with data, I mean, there's so much there for them to kind of dig through and, and pick apart. So I, I think that is yeah. something that's really cool. I think if you add to the data, if we look at the past uh, week of sales or the past 24 hours of sales in Board Ape specifically, I think they did something like uh, $2.8 million in sales uh, across 310 buyers. And that number, you know, I'm a VC, I look at average revenue per user. That ARPU per user is something like $9,000 per buyer. That's a big number. That is what it means to be an owner versus a consumer. These are people now buying probably on average two to three of these apes to get involved in the community. Uh, and we're seeing large numbers here across a small number of buyers. What's showing again the power of NFTs, you don't necessarily need to have a community of 10 million people. You can have a community of a couple of thousand rarely engaged fans and build a market that is tens of millions of dollars and extremely valuable because these are true fans. These are people who are really big believers in these communities uh, and will put their money behind that belief. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, marketing 101, right? Build a community. You look at brands that build communities, they're the most successful brands. They continue, you know, what happens is you're, the, the, they become, you get brand ambassadors who are basically free employees that are now going out there and promoting your brand. And we see it in the, in the kind of in the regular world, but NFT world that literally that's what we're looking for. We're looking for people that are going to believe in this project, going to believe in it long term, and 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 they're going to continue to evolve. So um, you're right; the numbers are insane. You know, look look at NBA Top Shot, nine thousand buyers, and it's one point five million. And here you got three hundred and ten buyers. That that that's pretty up. Two point eight exactly. Uh, so you may be thinking, well, what do I buy? Do I do I buy an ape? And if I do, which one should I buy? And maybe it's worth diving in a little bit into the traits and rarity of these 10,000 apes and how they're split up. 
so there are seven traits that apes can have uh, in, uh, spread across their background, their clothes, their earrings, their eyes, fur, hat, and mouth. Some traits are more rare and valuable than others. Uh, main focus is on fur and then clothes, eyes, and mouth. Uh, apes with four traits are also valuable and rare. Uh, some traits have objective value and price flaws in the marketplace. Other prices are subjective due to aesthetics of the ape. And if you filter by an open sea, you'll start to see what those kind of um, attributes are and which ones are starting to show more value. The pricing is a mixture of the rarity and the aesthetic appeal of these items. Uh, so you can use a couple of tools out there and we'll go deeper into them. There's one called rarity.tools for Board Ape Yacht Club and it tries to predict what the rarity of a specific ape is. Remember, these are very new tools. They're in beta, they're still building their data sets. So I wouldn't use them as a Bible. And if it says it's worth $10,000, you go and pay $10,000. Do your own research, go into the Discord groups, get a feel for the community, get a sense of what's valuable in here. Uh, before you go out and potentially ape in to a uh, bored ape. But that gives you the kind of idea of the universe of apes that's out there. You've got things like solid gold apes, uh, of which 46 apes exist. There's a death bot ape, which is 175. There's a whole bunch of different types of mixtures and combinations of the apes that you could uh, be going into. Eyes is another uh, potential. Uh, filter that you could look at. Maybe you've seen the uh, Twitter uh, discords and uh, and the community putting on their laser eyes uh, in the Bitcoin world. So you have board apes with laser eyes. Uh, and again, this is making commentary on our cultural status and cultural um, moments that are happening in the real world and translating that into these NFTs that are going to be held in the metaverse. In 10 years' uh, time, you're going to see a board ape with laser eyes, and you're going to go, what was that? Well, that was the time that presidents of some countries changed their Twitter profile to put on laser eyes because Bitcoin was going to go to the moon. Stan. All right. I, I got to stop you. You know, here I am, laser eyes, board apes. What is going on here? You know, we definitely have you know, some viewers who are like, what is, is this in Japanese? Like, wh what are you guys talking about? And by the way, before I forget, if you're watching us on YouTube, subscribe so you could actually know what we're talking about. We're going to be going deeper, deeper into these things. And one of the things I want to talk about, let, let, let's break it down to simple format, right? What we mentioned this earlier last week, what are NFTs, right? But, but how, how do you buy one, right? Like, okay, you convinced me. I want a laser ape, you know, a laser eye, board ape. Where do I buy it? And honestly, to me, when I talk to people about NFTs, that's the number one question they ask me. How do I buy it? Where do I buy it? What do I do, right? Let, let, let's break this down a little bit in the most simplest way we can. You know, quick summary. What is an NFT? How do I buy it? Right. So an NFT, the technical definition of what an NFT is or the acronym is a non-fungible token. I'm wearing a hat that says non-fungible human. And basically what non-fungible means is that it's not replaceable. There is only one of these items. You cannot replace it with another item. It's unique in its own way. So if you think about money, 
Money is fungible. If I give you $10, you give me $10. It doesn't matter if you give me that $10 as a bunch of $1 bills. It doesn't matter if you give me another $10 bill. It's worth $10. They're replaceable and interchangeable. A non-fungible token means that this is a unique item that can't be replaced with another one. Another one is different to this one. And that's in essence what it means. What's unique about that and, and amazing about that is that it's being created for the first time using blockchain, using the ERC721 standard, which is one of the technical terms in the Ethereum community. You're able to now prove uniqueness on a digital item which was impossible before. And that's what makes these so interesting. So now if you have a Michael Jordan digital rookie card, you can prove that this is the only one. The owner of this is the correct owner. If it's been sold or transferred, that this person now owns that digital moment. Uh, and that technology is what is called non-fungible tokens. Now you have multiple ways you can buy that and interact and be able to get your laser eyes ape stand. Uh, there are marketplaces that are available it, that allow you to go and one mint, they call it minting an NFT or buy an NFT. One of the biggest right now is a marketplace called OpenSea. If you want to think of a comparison, you may think of this as the eBay of NFTs where anyone can bring their NFT, put it on OpenSea and you as a buyer can go and buy your NFTs. One difference with OpenSea versus eBay is that OpenSea only transacts in cryptocurrencies. You cannot use US dollars, fiat currency, to buy an NFT on OpenSea. There are other platforms that do allow you to buy using fiat currency, but OpenSea right now is not one of them. So you need to get cryptocurrencies before you're able to go and make a purchase for an NFT on OpenSea. How do you do that? Well, for American people, uh, and our American audience, probably the simplest is to open a Coinbase account where you can put in your credit card details or your bank account details. You can buy Ethereum, which is the main currency that is used to trade NFTs. You buy some Ethereum, and then you need to install another piece of software called MetaMask. Uh, MetaMask is a wallet. Think of a wallet that you have in your pocket. MetaMask is a wallet that you have on your browser. It's a plugin that you can install. Uh, and when you buy Ethereum on Coinbase, you're then able to transfer that Ethereum from Coinbase to an address on your MetaMask wallet on your browser. Now that you have Ethereum in your MetaMask wallet on your browser, you can connect that wallet into OpenSea, the eBay of NFTs, and make a purchase on OpenSea by connecting your wallet like that. So it sounds pretty complicated. It sounds pretty technical, but in essence, you're buying some cryptocurrencies on Coinbase, you're installing MetaMask on your browser, you're transferring Ethereum from Coinbase to MetaMask, and then you can start purchasing on OpenSea and start becoming an NFT collector. Does that answer it? Maybe, maybe you've got some questions, Dan. No, I, I think that's a great job of describing it. And, and kind of a couple thing, quick things I want to throw out there. And I was definitely the guy who was like, what? MetaMask? What's a MetaMask? What, Coinbase? Where am I going? OpenSea? And, 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 and now, like, once you, it's, once you learn how to do it, 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 is, it is, you know, fairly easy. Um, one thing to keep in mind, you have to be very, very careful um, with having a MetaMask wallet 
if you do lose your password, which I believe is like, what is it, 12 different words, right? Am I right? That's your, that's your seed phrase. Right. So if you lose this, it could all go and disappear, which is kind of very scary. But at the same time, looking at it from a different perspective, it, it it's that safe, right? From the perspective of you're the only one that has access to this, right? If there's not somebody with this data that, that that's overseeing it, there's no customer service department. Um, it's 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 deconnected de from kind of the rest of the world. Uh, and I, I now that I'm into this, I, I like it, right? I like that, that I'm the only one that has access to it. Um, and the other thing that I was gonna wanted to bring up is OpenSea is is for the most well not for the most part but uh, for the most part a secondary market right a lot right. of a lot of the kind of bigger NFTs like like the Board Apes like V Friends like CryptoPunks they launch it on their own websites and let's use V Friends as an example if when V Friends launched I could have went to you know vfriends.com I believe it is. Um, and bought my vFriend from them by just having my MetaMask wallet connected to it and 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 to the website as a Chrome extension. And I would just click on buy. And as long as I have money in my MetaMask, I would be able to make that purchase, right? And then once those are sold out, uh, I could go ahead and you know resell it on OpenSea uh, or other, other plat secondary platforms. Uh, and I'm sure there's kind of, if you want to launch your own NFT, you could launch it just on OpenSea if you want to do that as well. Am I correct, Yasi? You can do that. There's a bit of work involved in doing that. Uh, there's also a number of other marketplaces that you could be launching or acquiring NFT. So OpenSea is one example. There are other platforms like Rarible, Nifty Gateway, uh, Foundation, Super Rare. Uh, so you've got a number of different marketplaces, and we're going to cover each one. Uh, and the types of NFTs that you can expect to see on these different platforms. There are different collectors on different types. So Foundation, as an example, only sells one-of-one one NFTs. OpenSea is more open. You can have a range of one-of-ones, one-of-50, one-of-10,000, like you have with your CryptoPunks or your Bored Apes. Uh, and we'll dive deeper into those worlds. But for now, what you need to know if you're thinking about acquiring an NFT is you need to get some crypto, you need to have a MetaMask wallet, transfer Ethereum into that wallet, uh, and then you can start interacting with these blockchains and acquiring NFTs. And, and one thing, uh, you know, as, as a fairly new user, I'll tell you, once you dive in, once, once you put your foot into the pool, you get into it. You get really, really into it, and, and it all kind of becomes second nature. At first, I was like, ETH dollars, how do I communicate it? And now, you know, when, when we're having conversations with Yasi and some of my other crypto buddies, we're talking about ETH. We're not even we're not even having the conversation in dollars anymore. Um, and and that also kind of, I think, what's to come. Once more and more people come into the space, um, this is the future. And obviously, we're both excited about it. Um, next week, we'll give you a quick tease. We're going to go a little bit deeper into Zed Run. Um, we're hoping to have a few, uh, maybe one or two different guests who could kind of talk about it a little bit in deeper detail. There is a drop that's happening today. Um, 
And I'm curious to see how fast this drop will sell out. I believe there's only one other drop left after this because at that point they have would have released all 38,000 horses. Um, but we'll go deeper into it next week and we'll also talk a little bit about uh, PSA grading, uh, which is which is uh, not only PSA, both PSA and BGS grading and how does grading work for sports cards. And you know, if you have a bunch of val valuable sports cards sitting around your basement or if you think they're valuable, what do you do next? Should you get them graded? Should you not get them graded? And how does grading actually work? Um, but I had a lot of fun. This was educational. I learned some things. Um, Me too. I'm not going to lie. I might buy a board ape. I do not full disclosure. I do not own one. I've been thinking about one for a while. And I have such FOMO that I didn't get it at the floor. But one piece of advice I learned from a great friend, if you believe in something, uh, especially in the collectible space, you have to overpay for it um, because, you know, you will continue to kick yourself down the line when it continues to rise in price. Um, it has worked out for me so far. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and, and make that investment into Board Ape and uh, print my own T-shirts, wear them on the show. Um, and Love it. It'll be something it's a, They say in crypto people pay the price of their belief. So it take it's uh, when you're an earlier believer, you pay less. When you're a late believer, you're paying that price. So the early believers get the benefit. Um, so you might be one of those early early believers. I still think it's extremely early in the board eight community, even with the price rise that's happened. And you may have missed the floor price, but I don't think it's too late. Um, and just on the show, I think you know when we said let's do a weekly show on what's happening in the. Uh, collectors space and the nft space if we just look back at the last week that's a lot of stuff that's happened and we haven't even touched a tenth of all the things that's happening in this world so it's an extremely active world extremely active community crypto markets have been going up and down in between but we've seen apes selling and continuing to rise we have seen crypto punks getting over now to over 11 million dollars this is an extremely exciting time to be in the NFT and card collecting universe. And uh, I couldn't be more excited to be going on that journey with you every week. With I love it. Every week. The metaverse. I, I, I can't wait until we start doing like, you know, twice daily. a week, three times a week, daily show every day. It's Yasin Stan. You guys would be sick of us. But no, this is, this is a very exciting time. Um, if you got some value out of this, subscribe, share. Tell your friends about it. Um, you know, we're in this thing for the long term. And our goal is to have a lot of fun, uh, give you as much knowledge as we possibly can, and uh, hopefully give you some free NFTs and sports cards and merch and anything we can along the way as well. So thanks for watching. I hope you guys had a great time. And we'll see you guys next week. Have a great day, everybody. Adios.